opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the content creators and should not be assumed to reflect product endorsements or the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. All right. Thank you all for joining us for the Vispero training series. My name is Rachel, and joining me is my... uh, Partner in crime? I'm not sure. Um, probably need to think of something better than that. But you there, Liz? I am. Hi, everyone. There we go, Desi. Thank you. Um, so, like I said, this is our Vespero training series. We do this session for ACB community events every week. And this week, we are talking about JAWS power tips. And these are short little tasks that may be lesser known but pack a big punch when it comes to productivity and let's start with some announcements we do have several events coming up next week we had a hardware webinar today when one of our sister brands enhanced vision on the amigo 8 and then next week we do have a clubhouse event and liz what is that on that we're, there we're going to be talking about searching for books on the audible.com website. We get a lot of questions about that, so we're going to be talking about that platform. Excellent. And that's going to be with the Windows and PC yes. and JAWS. So Correct. we're going to be talking about audible.com. And then next week, we also have a software webinar at noon Eastern on Thursday that it's going to be covering styles in Word. It's a part of our prep and proof series where we're working on polishing documents. And like I said, we're going to be going over styles in Word, which is a great way to manage text attributes when you're polishing a document for formatting. And then in addition, we have an ACB community event next week as well, of course. And that is going to be a session. Is that going to be Jeff? Bezer? It will be Jeff Bazer, and he is going to be talking about using Gmail and Standard View with JAWS. Woo-woo. So that's going to be really exciting. There's there's yeah. a lot of stuff you can do in Gmail. They have a lot of great keyboard commands. So he's he's going to be talking all about that. All right. So just to summarize those events, we've got a clubhouse event. We're going. Man, I just blanked out, Liz. Oh, next Tuesday? So Clubhouse event, the Ask Sharky event is next Tuesday at 2 p.m. And that's going to be on using the audible.com platform with JAWS. Yeah. And then we have the software webinar, Prep and Proof on Styles in Word. And if you're not using styles all the time and you are composing documents, you don't know what you're missing out. You might want to tune in and see how styles can be helpful to you in Microsoft Word. And then last, but certainly not least, we have our ACB community event again at 3 p.m. Eastern next week. And Jeff Bazer, who is a great user of JAWS and an excellent explainer of all things JAWS-related, and he's going to be doing a great lesson on Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern. Is there anything else I'm missing? Yeah, I, a couple things I wanted to mention. Just one, one, more, one or two more things, and then we'll get started with the power tips. But... If you want to see our entire schedule for the month of September, head on over to our blog at blog.freedomscientific.com. We also post those on our training page. So if you want to see the schedule and just get an idea of what we're doing and when, when the events are, and that way you can plan and things like that, you have all the information there, check out our blog. And if you're not subscribed, go ahead and subscribe. And whenever we post uh, live, then that will go to your inbox. 
The other thing I wanted to mention too is Public Beta 1 is out. You can go check that out. Go to freedomscientific.com and uh, under the software heading you will find a link there for Public Beta and you can head on over to that page. This is your opportunity to try out new features of 2023, see what you think, give us some feedback. There's all kinds of information there about what's new. There's a feedback report form there and all the information there about how to get involved. And that will also be going up on the blog later today as well. So if you have any questions, let us know. And And for more info on that, there is a Clubhouse session that's available for replay. We did a Clubhouse session this week where Ryan Jones our new vice president of software business who took Eric Damery's place once he retired. Big shoes to fill, huh? Well, Ryan has gone on to Clubhouse and helped explain all the different reasons why you might want to do public beta and what that's all about. So if you want to, you can go to the Clubhouse, the club that is labeled JAWS Software F slash T Blind. That's JAWS Software for the Blind. And within that club, you can play the replay from when we talked about this just the other day. Yes, and Ryan did join us last week here, so those of you who were here, you will, you may remember him uh, joining us for last week's ACB community event. Mm-hmm. All right, we're ready to jump right into some power tips. Yeah, let's do some power tips. I'm excited. Let's do it. Me too. I love these. I'm going to go ahead and share my screen here and kind of kick this off talking about some power tips for... I know in in the title it says for reading documents, and that's what a lot of these are centered around. But, you know, another important part of reading a document is is navigation, how to find certain things in your documents, how to uh, format, how to do certain things when you're creating documents, and how to go back and verify that. Now, the tips I'm going to demonstrate today are all JAWS tips. I'm going to be doing it in Microsoft Word, but these are all JAWS tips, how to get certain pieces of information when you need them. So I'm going to go ahead here and share my screen. You have started screen share. Mute. All right. Random text. I have a document here that just has some random text. There's quite a bit going on in that document. Sorry for the cute little noise there. It'll be important in a minute. So the first tip I want to talk about is when reading a document you'll notice you know when when the cursor goes to the next page JAWS by default will announce page 2 page 3 and so forth and if you go to the top of the document uh, or the bottom it'll tell you what page you're on so if, like right now if I go to the bottom of this document with control end page 2 bottom of file it tells me page 2 if I go to the top Page one, top of file, heading. It says, you know, page one. Now, you may like to hear that. As, and as you're reading the document with your arrow keys and you're navigating, and if, when you get to the second page, you know, it'll say page two. You may want to hear that. But there may also be times when you don't want to hear that. For example, if you're really concentrating on proofing a document and you're reading, and, and sometimes, you know, JAWS is reading a line and you hear that page two or page three, and it really just interrupts the flow of things. So I want to show you how to toggle that on and off. By default, again, that's on. But we're going to go here to JAWS Quick Settings by pressing Insert and the letter V. Now, 
quick settings are going to give you settings for only the application that you're in. You can't set default settings. You have to do that in Setting Center for JAWS. But quick settings are going to give you a lot of settings that are specific to the application that you're in. And in this case, I am in Word. So when I press Insert V, this is what we're going to hear. Quick Settings Dash Word Dialog Search Box Edit. So we're in Quick Settings for Word. I'm in a search box. And I'm going to type the word page. If I didn't know what this was called or I didn't know any of the words that were in this setting, I could press tab and Alert. go to, sorry about that, notification there. Um, I could press tab and go to a list of notifications and press down arrow and, uh, sorry, list of notifications, sorry, list of settings. So when you press insert V, you're in the search box. If you tab, then you will be in a list of settings and you can down arrow and you know go through the the whole uh, all of the settings that are in quick settings the one i'm looking for has the word page in it so i'm going to go ahead and type p-a-g-e p-a-g-e page section and multiple column breaks one all right so this is a setting called page sections and multiple column breaks and that's either going to be turned on, it's going to be checked, which means that JAWS will announce those sections and column breaks, and, and in this case, pages. When you navigate to a different page, it's going to say which page it is. Or if we uncheck it, it won't. So I'm going to down arrow to get to this search results here. One search results list box, page, section, and multiple column breaks checked, reading options. And it says that it is checked. So if I press space, it'll uncheck it. Space, not checked. All right, now if I tab here, it's going to read, we're going to go to a, a read-only field where it will read the setting. It'll tell us what this setting is. That's one of the great things about both Settings Center and uh, Quick Settings is that if you're not really sure what a setting is, you can always press tab and you can get that information. So let's tab. Read-only edit. This option controls whether JAWS detects page, section, and column breaks while reading through the document. The default setting is on. All right, so it tells us what this setting does, which is exactly what we're looking for. So I'm going to tab a couple times to get to OK. OK button. And press Enter. Enter. Edit. All right, said so edit, so I'm back in my document. Heading level 1. I'm at the top. Now if I press Control end to go to the bottom. Bottom of file, blank. Notice at that time it didn't say page 2. If I go back to the top. Top of file, heading level 1 random. It did not say page 1. It just said bottom of file and top of file. And if I were just to navigate this document and read, when I got to page 2, JAWS would not announce that. Now, if you have this setting unchecked and you think, well, I still want to know what page I'm on at any given time, you can use a keyboard command to read your status bar, which is going to, that command is going to be insert or JAWS key page down. Page number, page one of two, word count 725. Now it's going to read a lot of other things to you too, but the first thing there is... Page number, page one of two. Page number, page one of two. So we know that we're on the first page of two pages. So if you have the setting turned off and you you want to keep that off, you can always use that command, that insert page down or JAWS key page down. If you're using, if you're using a laptop, that you have your keyboard set to laptop layout. Um you can use caps lock page down. So that is how you can turn the announcement of what page you are on off as you're navigating through your document. I'm going to turn it back on because if I don't, I'll probably forget. And once again, that is, con uh, that is insert V, Victor. 
Quick settings dash word dialog. We type the word page. P-A-G-E. And down arrow page. to that setting. One search result. Space checked. I check that and then I'll tab to OK. Re- OK button space edit. And now it's back on. Page two. All right. So page. that is the first tip. The second one is you'll notice as you are at the top or bottom of the document, you hear heading level one re- the first line red. I'm at the top, and you hear a chime. Heading level one random text. And that chime indicates the boundary. That's the top boundary of the document. If I go to the bottom of the document, page two, bottom of file, and I down arrow, blank. There's a blank line there, so it's going to say blank, and it's going to blank. chime, which lets us know that we're at the bottom. That's another boundary sound there. You can turn those off if you do not want to hear those. Uh, some people like them, some people don't. If you don't want to hear those, once again, we can go into quick settings with insert V as in Victor. Quick settings dash word dialog. All right, again, I could press tab to get to those settings and just down arrow until I found what I was looking for if I wasn't sure. I'm going to go ahead and type the word top into the search box because I know that this setting has the word top in it. T-O-P. Top and bottom edge. Top and bottom edge. All right, so I couldn't remember exactly what it was called. So now if I down arrow, I'll go to that setting. One search results list box. Top and bottom edge alert with sound. General options. All right, so alert with sound is what it is set to. If I want to silence that, I can press space. Space, silent, one of two. And that tells me it is silent. And so now if I tab, once again, it's going to be in a read-only field. It's going to tell us about this particular setting. Read-only edit. Use this option to control if JAWS beeps and rereads the first or last line when it encounters a top or bottom boundary in the Word document or Outlook. All right, I'm going to tab to OK. OK button, space, page two. All right, so now let's go to the top with Control Home. Page one, top of file. All right, we're at the top, and if I up arrow... JAWS does not read the top line again. We're already at the top line. Nor do we hear that chime. And if we go to the bottom, page two, bottom of file, and we down arrow, we don't hear the word blank to indicate that that last line is blank and we don't hear a chime. So that is how you can turn that setting off to silence it. And you just, in that case, you, you know that if you press control home and you don't hear anything you're already at the top if you press control end to go to the bottom and you don't hear anything you're already at the bottom and again to turn that on and off you're going to go to quick settings with insert v quick settings dash word dialog i'm going to type the word top here in the search box t-o-p top and bottom edge i'm going to down arrow to where it says we're on the setting for top and bottom edge one search results list box, top and bottom edge, silent. Je- All right, and I'll space. Space, alert with sound. So those are our only two options, silent and alert with sound, and I can tab to OK. Re- OK button, space, page two. And Blank. we have our chime back. So those are a couple of, you know, reading commands, things that are going to help you read the document and things are going to help you as you're navigating through your text. And these these sounds here can kind of be, you know, good indicators of those boundaries. Uh, but again, that's just personal preference. All right. Next, I want to talk a little bit about uh, sound schemes, speech and sound schemes. Now, we're not going to create one or anything like that today. We've talked about that. And if you do want some information on how to do that, let me know. 
send us an email and uh, we'll certainly get that information to you and show you where to find it. But speech and sound schemes allow you to determine how you read information. For example, you know, if you want to read, you know, if you when you're reading a document, you're navigating a document, you might want JAWS to use a different voice, for example, when you get to a heading or play a sound when you encounter bold text or anything like that. You have all different things that you can do with speech and sound schemes. And one of the settings that's in quick settings that I think is extremely useful is the ability to set your speech and sound schemes so that they can be across all documents or document specific. And so I want to show you how to find that setting first and then we're going to switch schemes and I'm going to show you how that works. So I'm going to go to quick settings with insert and the letter V as in Victor. Quick settings dash word dialogue. All right, we're in that search box again. I'm going to type the word scheme. S-C-E-M-E. Speech and sound schemes. One of two search results. All right, it said one of two search results. I'm going to down arrow to get to these results. Two search results list box. Speech and sound schemes document specific word settings. All right, mine is already set to document specific. If I space. Space, always the same. One of It's always the same. Space, document specific. If I space again, it's document specific. Now, let me explain what this means. So, if it's always the same, if I open a Word document and I change my speech and sound, and I'm going to show you how to do this. If we go into, we select a specific speech and sound scheme to read that document, and I go to another document. Open, let's say I open a second document, and I change the speech and sound scheme of that document. It's going to change across all documents. But if I want it to remain the same for the first document, I need it to be document specific so that I can, you know, I can go ahead and change it for that document. And, you know, because maybe I don't want to hear a specific sound when I encounter bold text in every document. Or, you know, maybe you have a certain document that you work with on a daily basis where someone has highlighted some text and you need to know where that text is. You need to know when you encounter it. All right, so we're going to keep that on document specific. If I tab again, we're going to get a description of the sound, and then I'll keep tabbing to OK. Read only edit. This option controls whether the currently active scheme is always the same for all Word files or the scheme is document specific. All right, so and you can when you're in these edit fields, by the way, they're read only, which means you can't you can only read in them, you can't type in them. But we can use our arrow keys and navigate around in those. All right, so I'm going to tab to OK. OK button, space, page 2. All right, so right now I happen to have a speech and sound scheme set for uh, headings, how JAWS reads headings. And this was one that I had created so that it plays a sound when I encounter a heading level 2. So heading level 1 is your title. Page 1, top of file, heading level 1, random text. And you notice JAWS just said heading level 1. But I, I set this so that when we encounter heading level 2, instead of speaking the words heading level 2, JAWS plays a sound. And it does this. About video. That's rather loud sound, but I had set one just to make sure that it was one that would stand out. I think that one definitely does. And so as I navigate my text here, video provides a powerful way to paste the embed code for the I'm just going to keep pressing down arrow for the video that best creates professional. Oh, there's another heading level two. So that can save me time when I'm reading a document because I don't have to hear it say 
heading level two and then read the text. Of course, you can set it to whatever sound you want. You can have it read that in a different voice, uh, things like that. I may not want that for every document. I may want that for just this document. So if I go over here and create a new document, Control N, document 9-compatibility mode. And I, and I type some text here. F-R-E-E-D-O-S-S-I-E-N-T-I-I-C, enter. Freedom Scientific. And I'm going to go ahead and apply heading level 2 to that. Alt, Control 2, blank. Now, I'm going to go into the speech and sound schemes here with Alt, Insert, S, or Alt, Jaws, Key, S. Select a scheme dialog. And I want to, I want to set this to Word Classic. Word Classic, 26 of 26. That's the last one here. And you, you have a whole lot of uh, options here in speech and sound schemes, and they all do something different. So it's interesting to go in and just, you know, kind of try them out. But I'm going to press Enter to select the scheme. Enter. Switch to scheme Word Classic. Edit. So now it's at Word Classic. So now when I press up arrow, we have this heading level 2. Heading level 2 Freedom Scientific. All right. So it's at heading level 2 Freedom Scientific. If I go back to this previous document here, Random text for tips dash And let's for the read a heading level two in this document. Create professional document. See, it didn't change. It still plays that sound for heading level two. So that's the difference between, uh, you know, across all documents are document specific. I can change that speech and sound scheme to whatever I want in different documents. All right. And again, if you have any questions about that, if that's something that I, I think we've done this here uh in an ACB community event, but if you know if, if that's something you'd like to cover, we can certainly uh, do a session on speech and sound schemes. All right, just a couple of really quick things again too. Another feature that I really like with JAWS is called Text Analyzer, and this is a feature that you can go into the Settings Center and set. I'm not going to do that today, but I'm going to show you something really neat about it. So Text Analyzer reads inconsistencies in your document. Things like if you accidentally space before a punctuation mark, it's going to consider that it's going to call it a stray punctuation mark. If you accidentally leave off a, a closing parentheses or if you space twice between two words, things like that, font changes, it notices those inconsistencies and it lets you know. Now there is a keyboard command for navigating through those inconsistencies, but you know, if, if you want to just read your document and, and navigate through those inconsistencies as you read without having to hold down Alt-Windows-I. I'm going to go back to the top here. Top of file. Edit. There is a way to quickly turn this on without having to go into Settings Center and make, you know, some specifications there. You can, you can either turn it on or you can turn it off in the Layered Commands area. So we're going to press Insert Space. Space. And I'm going to press the letter A for Analyzer. The text analyzer will describe all inconsistencies. All right, so I'm on the top line. So as I down arrow. Font change at column 7, about video. So what it's noticing there is a font change. There's a heading level 2. That's a different font than heading level 1. As I navigate down into the text. Font change at column 6. Video provides a powerful way to help you prove your point. It's going to notice those things. It's it's now it says okay. This, there's another font change. Stray punctuation period at column 55. All right. Now we just heard when I pre press down arrow stray punctuation. So it notices those things. And by the way, when it says column 55, what it's referring to is how many characters over from the left you are. So here it places us on this punctuation mark. A P. 
Well, it should have. Constraint punctuation period at A, P, N, paste. In the. Okay, it didn't, but usually it does. Um, but I could find. Constraint punctuation period at column 55. Paste in the embed code for the video you want to add. And there's the space between the periods. So you can navigate to these and you can find those inconsistencies and you can correct them. So if you just want to navigate your document very quickly and you just want to find those as you're reading, you can turn that on. Insert space A turns it on and insert space, space. A. The text analyzer is off. Turns it off. So... That's another really interesting way to navigate through your document and proof it. It lets you, you can learn a lot from Text Analyzer about your document. All right, my final tip for today, really quickly here, is how to virtualize the font and and attribute information. So let's go to the top. Top of file heading level. Uh, let me down arrow. A video provides. A All right. Prov video. I want to be on the word video. So if I press Insert F here. Insert F as in Frank. It's going to give us a lot of info. Bolded, 11 point, black on white, delivery, normal style, line spacing, colon, one lines, paragraph formatting, colon, aligned left, outline level, colon, body text. That's a lot of information. Now, if all you needed to know was the font size, you'd probably listen for that and hone in on it, and, you know, there you go. But what if you want to review that information one piece of information at a time, one detail at a time? You can virtualize that by holding down Insert and pressing F as in Frank twice quickly. Insertion point formatting bolded 11. All right. What this does is it brings up this information in the virtual viewer. So now you can read it with your arrow keys. And it's always going to say insertion point because it's giving you the, the formatting information at the cursor. Um, and it's going to say that even if you select text, by the way, and, and you press insert F twice quickly. But here I can down arrow. Black on white. Actually, let's up arrow. 11 bolded. Insertion point formatting. All right, I'm at the top. Now if I down arrow. Bolded. Okay, so we know it's bolded. 11 point. 11 point. Black on white. Calibri. And so we can just keep pressing down arrow to review all of the information, and that way you don't have to press insert F several times just to listen for different things. You can get all the information you need, and when you're finished, you can press escape. Escape. Video provides a... And you're back in your document. So again, that's insert F twice quickly. All right, so I know I went through those very quickly. Um, as we have always done with the power tips, if you want a list of tips, we are going to be putting this new list together. Some of these are already written up and some are not. So if you want a list of those, send an email to training at vispero.com and we will send you that list. And with that, I'm going to stop sharing my screen. Document meeting control. And I'm going to turn it over to Rachel. Sure. If you could just talk a little bit, one of the questions that we like to preempt with this is what versions this applies to, Liz. If you could talk about that for a second. Versions of. You mean of JAWS? Specifically that tip or which. Um, well, all of these tips will work with Office 365. They'll work with uh, different versions of Microsoft Office, you know, going back. Um, and, you know, they'll, they'll definitely work with, you know, JAWS. These are, these are things that have been incorporated for quite some time. So, um, you know, Text Analyzer has been around for a while, Speech and Sound Schemes. All of these, the ability to, you know, press Insert F a couple of times, you know, twice quickly and virtualize that information. Um, 
you know, we'll give you that information that we were just talking about in terms of reading the formatting. Right. And another question we get a lot is what version of Word we're doing these in. And well, we're using 365. Mm -hmm. But a lot of these will work in older versions. I'm going to slow right. down my speech. Slower, slower, yeah, slower, I think slower, all, slower, all of these slower. should work in older versions. Maybe there are some that won't. So no promises, but... All right, sorry about that delay. Um, I'm going ahead and start my tips. Were you done with your with your comments, Liz, yep. there? All right. So let's start with the view um, menu on the ribbon and talk about the different views you can read your document in and what they mean and why or why not you might not care, even if you use the screen non-visually. So if I press Alt and then W to go to the view tab, Upper ribbon, view tab, 10 of 11, alt follow. It's already w. there. I'll just down arrow. View, views, read mode button not checked, alt follow. And this is what I like to talk about. There's a few different view modes and different ways that your document might show up on the screen. And depending on which one you're in, it may impact the way that JAWS behaves. So let's start with the read mode. Read mode basically is exactly what it sounds like. It optimizes a document for reading visually so there's a little as little else on the screen as possible and oftentimes that mode when it's in a tablet will automatically switch from a document scrolling up and down to a document scrolling side to side so you will notice sometimes that JAWS will behave differently if your documents in read mode and another thing about read mode is you can't enter any characters so you actually would press escape to get out of it and there are situations where you might open up an attachment and your document may be in a different reading or a different viewing mode than you're accustomed to. And one of these may be read mode. So that's definitely not what you want to be in when you're editing a document. I'm going to write arrow. Print layout button checked. I'll now print layout. This is close to the old print preview, if you remember, with a couple of small differences. This is the document layout, or the view is the way that Microsoft words it. This is the view most conducive or best for editing a document and knowing where everything is, including text, graphics, text box, knowing where everything is on the screen relative to everything else because it's the closest approximation to what your document would look like as a printed document. Everything will be shown, headers, footers, etc. And so this is the most true state of your document is when you view in print mode. I'm going to right arrow again. Web layout button not checked. Web layout. There isn't much to say about this. This shows your web page. This shows your document in a single column of text, and it is arranged on the page in a similar way that text would be on a web page. So, in other words, you're still going to see a lot of aspects of your document, but since it's designed for web viewing and not printing, you may not see every attribute that you add to your document when you're in web viewing mode. I'm going to right arrow again. Draft button not checked. Alt followed by W. Draft is very similar to the print preview again. Um, so I think the only difference here is that when you're in draft mode, you're going to be seeing um, a smaller preview version of your document, whereas with the print 
layout or the print viewing mode, you know, you're still able to edit. You're seeing that as a full screen document um, just as you would as if it were about to print. I'm going to press right arrow again. Immersive focus button not checked. Alt followed by W-O. All right, so this is the immersive reader, and this is what's checked on mine, and this is just to keep other types of pop-ups from showing up. I do sometimes switch to print layout. It depends on what I'm doing, but for this presentation specifically, I like to leave it on immersive so that there aren't anything, there aren't any other windows. Um, my main focus is Word, and that's what, um, that's what I have checked here. Immersive reader button not checked. Alt, dark mode, switch modes button not checked. All right, so that is all of the reading modes. There at the end, you heard Jaws say dark mode. Dark mode is really visual because what it does is it reverses the colors on the screen and allows you to change from lighter text, I mean, from darker text on a white background to lighter text on a dark background. So this is not okay, so much a power my- tip. It is. It's called knowing about viewing modes. So again, we're able to do all W, view, views, read mode button, not down check, arrow, followed by WF. And you can use the quick access key, keys here. Print layout button check, web layout button, draft button not check. And you have some options of how you'd like to view your document. And even more importantly, possibly, you have some options of how to troubleshoot your way out of different viewing modes if you just want to edit your document and, and work on it and work on the technical aspects of the document. All right. In a lot of our other webinars, we talk about sharing documents, and I just wanted to tell you really quickly the power tip to share a Word document. So if you want to move straight to the share button in Word, and you'd like to be able to email this out or share it with others on your network, it's ultimately going to depend on your settings, but you're able to do Alt, then Z, then S as in share. So I'm going to do that now. Alt followed by S. Enter. Leaving menus. List box share. Share. OneDrive personal Rachel Buchanan83 at gmail.com. OneDrive Vespero in Buchanan at Vespero.com. And this allows you to go ahead Escape. and share your document online and make it available for other people to collaborate with. So for my next tip. And that one's pretty quick. Again, just to reiterate, that's all Z, then S. And as you saw with my setup here, I have my OneDrive connected. I'm already signed in to multiple OneDrives, and it gave me some different options. That is going to look different if you are not signed in, etc. So just be aware of that. I wanted to bring out an oldie but a goodie, which is the way you use F6 to move around the different regions of a Word document. So if I press F6, F6, transform your document into an interactive, easy-to-share Microsoft Sway web page that looks great on any device. All right. That is a Microsoft uh, message that's available up in my, um, in one of the regions of my screen. And when I press F6, there are several regions of the screen that you can perform different actions in. They're divided up. There's the main part of the screen in the middle, which is where we do all of our text editing. Along the lower bar of the screen, there is a status bar, which we'll talk about more in just a minute. And then, of course, up top is the ribbon. Now, the panels that sometimes change are on the left and right sides of the screen. 
And that's where we would see things maybe like styles, which again we'll talk about in just a minute, as well as these other types of pop-ups, which I was playing with a lot of word features, including a new transformation feature uh, right before we got started. So that's probably why you heard that. I'm going to press F6 again. F6, transform to web F6, dictation toolbar, start dictation button, D. All right. F1, it looks like, one, one edit, moment, bear with me. Topics, Microsoft, Alt F4, document, one word, edit. Uh, so I am going to, Escape. I'm in the edit box, I mean, I'm in the edit document now, editing, and I've opened a lot of other little bits and bobs, and so my F6 is a little different than usual. What I'm going to do from here is press Shift F6. Shift F6, upper ribbon, view tab, 10 of 11. Okay, Alt so I went to the w. ribbon. I'm moving around the different regions of the screen. Shift F6, leaving menus, status bar, page number, page one of one button. All right, and these are the areas of the screen I wanted to show you. Usually you're able to jump from one to the next using F6 and Shift F6. But right now I was having to do Shift F6 to kind of move backwards through the list. My focus is now is on the status bar in Word. And this is a really useful tool to get information about your document. So I'm just going to press caps lock up arrow so you can hear what it said again. Page number, page one of one button. So as you heard, it gave me the page number. I can hit right arrow. Word count 28 words. I have 28 words as my word count. Spelling and grammar check errors button. So it says I have errors, so spelling and grammar check. So there's all kinds of information about your document centralized on the status bar. And what I'd like to show you is I can press Shift F10. Shift F10, format. Or you can use your application or context menu. And when my focus is on the status bar, I am able to move down through this list. Section 1, E. And I can choose additional things that could pop up on the status bar. So let's move down through our options here and then we'll talk about maybe why we might want some more of these or my, why we may want to customize our status bar. Page number checked. Page one of one. You hear that page number is checked? Vertical page position one. The line number one. Column one. Word count checked. Wet character count with spaces 150. Spelling and grammar checked. Language checked. L. Label checked. Signatures checked. Information management policy off. I. Permissions off. Track changes off. T. So what if I wanted to press space here? Space checked. So now it says... Escape leaving menu. Now, so what I've done is I've gone in to my status bar menu using Shift F10 with the focus on the status bar. Document one word. Status bar. And I now I just pressed insert T to for JAWS to speak the title of where I am. So... From here, what I'll do is continue to right and left arrow. Track changes off button. Space track changes on button. Space track changes off button. Essentially now, I've customized my status bar. And the way this works is if I'd like to go back to my document and continue to edit, I can press F6. F6, upper ribbon, view tab, 10 of 11, alt file, escape, leaving menus, leaving ribbons, edit. I'm in my document now. And then if I'd like to get back to that status bar, I can use F6 or Shift F6. F6 should usually work. In this case, I had some pop-ups. Let's press F6 a couple times. F6, transform F6, trans F6, dictation F6, status bar, track there we changes go. off button. I had to get through some of those other pop-ups 
and then I should be able to continue F6ing all the way back. It wraps all the way around. F6, upper ribbon, view tab, 10 of 11. Takes me to the ribbon. F6, leaving menus, leaving ribbons, edit. And there we have, we're back in our document. All right, so we've gotten through three of these that'll ease up different ways of reading while you're in a word. That status menu will give you a lot of information while you're reading a document, you know, whether or not you're going to encounter certain things, how many words, how many pages, how many columns, etc. You can customize that however you are. I'm going to see how I am on time. 2.42 p.m. All right, I'm going to try to wrap this up in the next few minutes. Because we I do make... have one raised hand. Do you want to wait till after you're finished? Um. Yes. Let me. Well, Document let me one. do this next one, and then we'll get that hand. Okay. Yeah. Let me just do this next one real quick. So this is how I spell check in a Word document, and I'm not using the Word spell checker. I'm using Quick Nav keys. So a reminder: if you're a JAWS user, the Quick Nav keys are like H for heading, L for list, V for visited link. They're the keyboard commands we usually use to hop around on the internet, but in this case. You heard me correctly. I'm going to use them to spell check a Word document. And the way I do this is I turn them on with insert Z as Zulu. Quick keys on. And then I hit M for misspelled word. Demonstrate D-E-M-O-N-S-T-R-A-I-G-H-T. I'd like to misspell demonstrate spell check with quick nav keys. I was working really hard to spell some words wrong there. So. <laughs> I like that And one. once you <laughs> land on your misspelled word... Again, I did insert Z and then M, misspelled word, moved me to my first misspelled word. Here I'll press Shift F10 to open that context menu. Shift F10, menu, spelling submenu, looking for suggestions, dot, 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 unavailable, demonstrate, prove, show, explain. All right. So that's my top suggestion right there. And if I wanted to just press Enter, I could implement that change. But let's down arrow and explore some of our options really quickly. Demonstrate no reference information split button. Oh, it's telling me the way I spelled it is crazy. There's no information to make that word make sense in any language. Add the dictionary A. This is a choice where I could add it to a dictionary. So if I'm writing someone's name and it's exotic and word keeps trying to correct it, this is where I would go. Ignore all G. I could ignore all of the spelling errors. S. Demonstrate similar to prove, show, explain, split button. Excellent. So right now, since I want it to replace that, I'm going to press enter. Enter document one word. Print edit. Okay, this is my only my only moan about Quick Nav being on and doing it this way is I need to turn Quick Nav back on now. Quick keys on. So once I replace that word with the new word, it actually shut Quick Nav off. Create C R E E A T N G. I am misspelled. Create this sentence so I'll have some misspelled examples of misspelled, misspelled words. All right, so I did a really good job here. So, creating is the word I wanted. I'll, I'll do Shift F10 on this misspelled word. Shift F10, menu, looking for suggestions, dot, 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 unavailable. Creating, may enter. Well, I can press word, enter just to show you how you can do it quickly. Is just you do examples, E G Z A M P L have to turn quick keys on after you find that word. But it really is not a bad way to spell check, especially with certain types of editing. 
So I found this word examples. I'll do shift F10. Shift F10. Examples. Instances. Models. Illustrations. And it usually knows what I want. And when it does, I can just press enter. enter document one word. And then edit. insert Z M. Misspelled M I S S M E L L E D. I am creating this sentence so I'll have some examples of misspelled, misspelled words. And I put misspelled instead of misspelled. So I will go ahead and press enter here. Enter. And at this point, when I turn quick nav back on with insert Z. Quick keys off. Oh, sorry. Quick keys on. Misspelled M I S S M E L Shift F10. Menu. Spelling submenu. Misspelled. No enter. Document one word. Print edit. Quick keys on. No spelling errors. All right. And so we were able to use insert Z. We correct five spelling errors. Now, whether or not you think that's a faster way to do it, I do like to use quick now for spell checks sometimes. It just depends on um, how deep I am with that document and how intimately familiar I am with everything in it. So I've gone through four of mine. Let's take that hand just to make sure we have time. Okay. Um, Paul, you should be able to unmute. Paul, can you go ahead and unmute? Space muted, currently unmuted. Oh, there we go. Can you hear me? There you are. Yep. Okay. I have something to point out with the views, and I've discovered it. There are times when you'll get into a document and the way it's set up, you'll be going through with JAWS, you be reading through, and then you go to page one, then you might go to page four, you mm -hmm. might go to page 10. Yes. And, and the way you turn that off is the Alt W1. Yes. Yes. And it's supposed to be persistent, but it doesn't seem to be. Sometimes it's right. supposed to be kind of like protected view. You know, once you turn it off for a document, it's just off. Right. But it doesn't seem to work that way always. And the other question is, what was that command for sharing? The quick one for sharing? All Z S. All Z S. Okay. Yep. Well, I appreciate that. Thanks, guys. Yeah, no problem. And the last thing I wanted to mention, which isn't directly related to reading, but it is definitely related to writing documents is using Windows dictation and this is relatively new, new although I, I know several of us probably have experimented with dictating text messages dictating to your phones I mean I would be surprised yeah, if you're a technology user and you haven't experimented with dictating to your phone because I feel as though it's fairly common for those of us who uh, don't want to try to type on the traditional on-screen keyboard. So I've been experimenting and playing a little bit with dictation in Word, and there's a keyboard command that I've been using, which is um, you hold down Alt, and then you press Grov. Is that what it's called? It's the tilde. It's the accent mark under Escape. JAWS says Grov, and so that's what I think of. Is that right, Liz? Yes, it's actually Alt Grav. Yeah. You can also in Word you can do Alt then H then D for dictate, and you'll hear a special little sound. So let's let's demonstrate that sound real quick. Hold on. Let's start at screen share meeting control. Document one word. Document. Let's see if it makes the word the sound for us. If I, because uh, theoretically I'm already using my microphone, so Autumn. I am creating. I don't know what it's gonna do. 
Alt. Upper ribbon. H. H. Home tab. Two of eleven. E. Alt D. Leaving menus. Leaving ribbons. S. Testing. Testing. Windows dictation. One, two, three. Alt Prov. And I did the shortcut to cut it off. And of course, you do hear all of those buzzing noises, right? Like when it feels as though you're dictating an error. I try to ignore those. Testing misspelled. Testing Windows dictation 123. And it's doing that because you're not dictating punctuation, etc., correctly. But as you just heard, when I do insert up arrow, that was dictated correctly. Testing, testing, Windows dictation, one, two, three. And that is my five power tips uh, in Word with JAWS. So do we have any other hands or questions? Yes, we do have Danette. You should be able to unmute. Hi, uh, Jeanette. Danette. Oh, Danette. Sorry. I don't hear you. Are you there? No. There we go. Danette. You should be able to unmute now. There, go. there, there you are. Go. Hi. Yes. Okay. So you giving a command. I think it was Rachel, your first um, screen sharing thing where it says the, the different view modes, like read, view, or print something. Mm -hmm. you, so Go ahead. The way I got to those was doing what alt, was that? What was that um, keystroke? Alt W and then alt W. Okay. Right, and then you can down arrow from there, and you can right okay. and left arrow through all of those different modes. There's a quick access key for all of them. I'll just tell you what it is real quick. Okay. And you were also talking about like was it Alt C like Charlie and then T like Tom? For another for, one? Excuse me? No. no. Okay, I so let me go over them real quick. I'll tell you. If you wanted to use read mode, it would be Alt, then W, then F is in Frank. If you okay. wanted to use the print, it would be Alt, then W, then P. Yep. And then Alt, W, L1 is the web layout, which is a long access key. Mm -hmm. So, but then for sharing, I said Alt Z as in Zulu and then S as in share. Okay, okay, okay. So Thank that you. was the sharing one. Is that the one you were missing? Uh, I think so, yes. Okay, yeah, all right. I, I and if you, yeah. Yeah, if you want mm -hmm. us to email you the step by step instructions, like Liz said, most of these are written up. But we can email you a list of the ones we've covered today with all of the instructions. If you send an email to us at training, so that's T-R-A-I-N-I-N-G, yep. at thesparrow.com, V-I-S-P-E-R-O.com. Okay, perfect. Yeah, Thank we'll, you. We'll put all of those together in a document. Yes. And, uh, and, and I do want to make a point, too, about... The, so, for example, and this is why I paused when you mentioned versions, because the the tips that I gave were all JAWS tips. Now, I mean, if you had a really old version of JAWS and, you know, an older version of Windows and things like that, then, yeah, some of these may not work. But the tips that I, that I gave you for Word are JAWS specific, meaning if you weren't running JAWS, you could not use text analyzer, you could not do speech and sound schemes, or the insert F command for font and things like that. 
the tips that Rachel gave are word specific. These are office specific. So whether you're using JAWS, ZoomText, or you know, no assistive tech at all, those tips are still going to work because those keyboard commands are Windows commands. And those will be very specific to whatever version of Word that you're using. So, you know, for example, we're using JAWS 2022 and Office 365. Right. And you for know, a lot of people, if you don't have, like, a more recent version, some of this won't even work at all. Right. Like so share. Well, and the keyboard command for share, I believe, in previous versions was actually different. So, you know, those commands do change from version to version. Right. And, of course, dictation didn't even exist in earlier versions of Word in a lot of cases. So. All right. Any other questions? No hands at this time. All right. I'm just going to review our announcements really quick that we have three events coming up next week, one on audible.com. I mean, one covering audible.com. It's not on audible.com. It's on Clubhouse. Then we have a software webinar on Thursday on Zoom. Please go register if you're not registered already. It's going to be at noon Eastern. You can find the registration information at freedomscientific.com slash training or you can wait for the blog post that will go up very soon um, at blog.freedomscientific.com if you're subscribed you'll get those in your inbox that way you can register for all of our events and then in addition on Thursday afternoon next week Jeff Bazer will be doing our ACB community event session and you you won't want to miss it he's great so those are the three events we have next week and we are very glad you all were able to join us today. I uh, appreciate everyone's input. Yeah, and on our webinar next week, uh, Rachel mentioned earlier, you know, it's, it's on styles. So styles give you a really quick way to format a document very quickly without having to apply a whole, you know, several attributes at one time, like bold, a font, you know, underline, things like that, all kinds of things. And we're going to be breaking it down. We're going to be talking about how to apply a style to a document, how to create your own style, how to modify one, and how to create a table of contents using styles. And so we're really going to be giving out a lot of tips there as well. So if that you know, is something that you feel you need to know, come to our webinar. And again, go to blog.freedomscientific.com or our training page for that information. And just to reiterate what Liz mentioned at the beginning of the session, our software team has been very hard at work on JAWS 2023, and our public beta is coming out soon. Or wait, maybe it, it's out today. Out? Yeah, yeah, it's out it's today. Out. I was going to yeah. say, I, I know it came out today. Um, initially, I thought it might be tomorrow, but it looks like it's out. And the public beta program is super important. It allows people to try out the 2023 version in everyday life, real life, testing out the tasks that you do, and then you have an ability to give us feedback directly. A couple things about that. I know it's hard. If you work at a place, they may not let you install a beta perfectly fine. Also, don't make a beta the version you're going to rely on. Please remember it's a beta. So have your other version of JAWS in backup if you have 2022. It doesn't matter if you do or not. If you're only running JAWS 18, you can still, um, you can still participate in a public beta. You download it, 
And then when you, if you find something and you need to work on the way JAWS works, then you will fill out the beta form, which again, I would head back to Clubhouse and listen to that replay if you want more information on the details of how to participate in the public beta program. And if you don't have, if you have a licensed copy of JAWS, your public beta is going to run, you know, just normal like JAWS would. Otherwise, you can still try it out. If you don't currently have a license, you can still try it out. It'll run in 40-minute mode, which will still give you the opportunity to use it for 40 minutes at a time before you have to reboot your computer. So, um, you know, all those details are on our beta page, and they're going up on the blog today as well. And that is all. Any last-minute hands here? Any last-minute questions? Anything? Anything? No hands. All right. Well, we, we love you guys. We love being a part of ACB community events, and we appreciate you having us every week. It's every great. Every week we do. Thank you both. All right. All right. Have, a, have a fabulous rest of your Thursday, everyone. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, guys.